0: There are a variety of different waves around us all the time, some carrying enough energy to cause serious harm, some carrying so little as to be near undetectable, some are so long as to be measured in kilometres, some are so short they are the size of atomic nuclei. What is the same with all of these waves is the terminology we use to describe them. There are four main ways we can describe waves depending on the properties we are interested in. Wavelength, amplitude, frequency, and time period. First, let's look at wavelength, which is the distance between two alike points on a wave. The word alike in the definition is extremely important, and there are two conditions a section of a wave must meet to be considered truly alike. Firstly, picture a transverse wave in your mind, with its repeating peaks and troughs. Now, pick a point on that wave somewhere between a peak and a trough. To find another point which is identical to our point, we need to move along the wave horizontally until we find the next portion of the wave which is at the same level as our chosen point. It might be tempting to think that this is our alike point, but we're not quite there yet. The two points we now have are at the same vertical position, but as the line of the wave passes through each of them, it will be going in a different direction. For one point, the line will be on its way up to a peak, For the other, it will be on its way down to a trough. To find a truly alike point, we need to continue to the next part of the wave which crosses our imaginary horizontal line. This time, the line of the wave will be passing through the point at the same vertical position and in the same direction. The distance in metres between the two points we have just identified is the wavelength of the wave. The easiest way to measure the wavelength is to find the distance between two peaks or two troughs, as they are very easy to identify. The wavelength of a longitudinal wave can also be found by measuring the distance between two successive compressions. Next, we have amplitude. The amplitude of a wave tells you how far the particles are disturbed by the wave as it passes. It can be measured by finding the distance in metres between a peak and the equilibrium line through the middle of the wave. You could also just as easily use a trough instead of a peak. Both will yield the same result. Be careful not to measure the distance between a peak and a trough, as this will result in an answer which is double the amplitude of the wave. The amplitude of a longitudinal wave can't be easily measured, but it can be described by seeing how squashed the compressions are. The closer the particles, the greater the amplitude. Third is frequency. The definition for frequency draws on one of our other keywords, wavelength. The frequency of a wave is the number of complete wavelengths that pass a point in one second. The frequency of a wave is measured in hertz, but often unit prefixes are needed, such as megahertz or millihertz, to cope with the range of frequencies we find in nature. For a wave of a given speed, The shorter the wavelength, the greater the frequency, but frequency and wavelength have a more complex relationship, which we will explore shortly. Finally, we have time period, sometimes referred to simply as period. This is the time it takes in seconds for a single complete wavelength to pass a point. This definition is very similar to the one for frequency, so be careful not to get them confused. Frequency and time period do have a mathematical link between them, That means if we know the value of one of them, we can calculate the other. That relationship is frequency equals 1 over time period, or conversely, time period equals 1 over frequency. This means if we have a wave with a time period of 4 seconds, it will have a frequency of 1 over 4, or 0.25 Hz. This relationship can be extremely helpful, as often we can easily measure one of those variables, but not the other. There is one final link between some of these keywords to discuss as I alluded to earlier. This one involves wave speed too, which is the speed at which a wave transfers energy or the speed at which a wave travels. If we multiply the frequency of a wave by its wavelength, we will find the speed of that wave. So wave speed equals frequency multiplied by wavelength. This equation has a plethora of uses, such as finding the speed of sound or most other waves but it can also be rearranged and used to find the frequency or wavelength of a wave that we know the speed of. Bringing the relationship between frequency and time period into the mix, we can even use this to find the time period of a wave. In the next episode, we will see how this equation can be applied to three different experiments. Thanks for listening. For more GCSE science revision, search SciBoost on Spotify.